Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I'm excited that you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast and to listen to it. We certainly hope and pray that you would be edified, Christ would be glorified. Today we're going to do a special uh, podcast. We're going to actually have two of them in this week is our plan. And we got some questions in from listeners and we're going to answer them on this special podcast. So pay, please uh, make sure you share this with your friends and family hit that like button and, and follow us. Uh, we uh, have a web page. It's Biblical Question, all one word, all lowercase, dot com. And there you can find out more information about us and our social media links in. Uh, we're on Twitter and MeWe now. And you can get all that information off of our homepage. If you too have a question that you'd like answered about the Bible, or have a positive comment or two, we'd like to hear from you as well. And you can do that through our contact page, or you can email us at uh, biblicalquestion, all lowercase, all one word, at juno.com. And so again, today we're going to answer a few questions that did come in. And I certainly uh, think it's really neat that people are doing this, that people are listening. The first question comes from Dallas, Texas, and this person didn't give a name that I recall, but anyway, they did say Dallas, Texas here, and the question is, what is the age of accountability in the Bible? Well, that's a good question. I guess I've never really uh, thought about it. Generally speaking here, 13 is the most common age that is suggested of accountability based off the Jewish custom. That child becomes an adult at age 13. However, the Bible itself really does not support the age of 13 uh, being the age of accountability. And so, if you want to see what the Bible has to say, perhaps this might be the answer. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it up and follow along. And we're going to be in Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14, verses 26 through 35. I know we have more people listening right now. COVID uh, is up and moving, and that's kind of why we are adding this uh, extra podcast this week. We have been quarantined. So, Numbers chapter 14, verses 26 through 35 here. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who are grumbling against me? I have heard the complaints of the sons of Israel, which they make against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I surely do to you, and your corpses will fall in this wilderness. Even all your numbered men, according to your complete number, from twenty years old and upward, who have grumbled against me. Surely you shall not come into the land which I swore to settle you, except Caleb and Joshua, the son of Nun. Your children, however, whom you said would become a prey, I will bring them in, and they will know the land which you have rejected. But as for you, your corpses will fall in this wilderness. Your sons shall be shepherds, for forty years in the wilderness, and they will suffer for your unfaithfulness until your corpses lie in the wilderness. 
according to the number of days which you spied out the land, forty days, and to every day that you shall bear your guilt a year, even forty years, and you will know my opposition. I, the Lord, have spoken, and surely I will do this evil to this evil congregation who are gathered together against me in this wilderness. They shall be destroyed, and they will die. So, the text makes it pretty clear, I would guess, that people under the age of 20 also grumbled. But those who were over the age of 20 that grumbled, God actually held them accountable for the sin. And grumbling against God is a sin. And so everybody in that generation, 20 and older, will die in in the wilderness. They will roam the wilderness for 40 years. And there's two exceptions, the two uh, men who went to spy out the land, who came back with a positive uh, remarks and said, trust God, we can do this. And so they, those two men are the only ones uh, who will be allowed to enter into the promised land. I know many societies and cultures have different uh, ages for when people can legally get married, to uh, legally can vote by alcohol or cigarettes or whatever. All of those laws are different uh, from state to state. Some of them are federally uh, regulated here in the United States. And so I'm sure every country has their own uh, rules and laws when they start holding people accountable as adults for their crimes they might commit against uh, other people or against the government. And so I appreciate that question out of Dallas. I don't know if I've ever been asked that before. If I have, I surely don't remember it in the 20 years or so of of, of preaching. The second question is, how many miracles or wonders has God performed? How many miracles or wonders has God performed? And you have a Bible again. I encourage you to open it. Turn to Job chapter 5. Job chapter 5. And this comes from... Uh, Sharon from San Francisco, who is a very regular listener. How many miracles or wonders has God performed? Well, let's read the text. Job chapter 5, starting in verse 9. Who does great and unsearchable things, wonders without number? He gives rain on the earth, and he sends water on the fields, so that he sets on high those who are lowly. And those who mourn are lifted to safety. He frustrates the plotting of the shrewd, so that their hands cannot obtain success. He captures the wise by their own shrewdness, and the advice of the cunning is quickly done away with. So the miracles and wonders, according to this text here with Job, cannot be counted. There are that many. The Apostle John would also make a, a, a remark about Jesus, who we have clearly stated more than once on this podcast that Jesus is God in the flesh. And so, if you want, please turn with me to John chapter 21, verses 24 and 25. Again, here, here is the Apostle John. This disciple, who is testifying to these things and wrote these things, And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, 
I suppose that even the world itself would not contain the books that would, would be written in. So even the Apostle John, there's a lot of things that Jesus did uh, miracle-wise, sermons, uh, the whole nine yards here, that John just clearly states there is just no way that uh, I, I, he could wrote everything down. Not that he couldn't remember, because if he, I'm sure the Holy Spirit would have guided him into writing things down. That I, I don't think that he would have potentially forgotten anything or, or rejected anything. And so, I, again, I, I hope this answers your question. I appreciate you listening there in San Francisco. I certainly hope and pray that you uh, are, are well there. You know, I, I, I know many of us as human beings, we like to put God in a box for some reason. We, we really like to, uh, to do that. I don't know if it's so that we can understand God better, or maybe we, so we can control God better, uh, make our own God, not the God of the Bible, perhaps. I, I, there could be several answers for that question, and I'm not real sure why. Okay, so... The third and final question, I know this is going to be a short podcast, but uh, like I said, we're kind of doing a special edition here. Who do you think is the guy in linen in Ezekiel chapter 9, verses 2 and 3? And so I, I like to read that. It says, And behold, six men came from the direction of the upper gate, which faces north, each with his shattering weapon in his hand. And among them was a certain man clothed in linen with writing a case in his loins. And they went in and stood beside the bronze altar. Ezekiel's vision here of the seven angels, it also reminds me of John's vision in Revelation. There's no S on the end of that. There's only one Revelation. And Revelation... Chapter 8, verse 2, the Apostle John writes this, And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. And another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden censer. And so, the six men in Ezekiel, to me, there's no doubt, are angels of judgment that were sent by God. The seventh man also has to be an angel. He's dressed in, in some kind of special linen. And, and he has a special mission of mercy and, and designating which of the children of Israel would be spared uh, the wrath of God. Ezekiel's vision is much like that of John's. It was symbolic of persecution and, a, and destruction uh, by foreign empires. You know, Babylon uh, was coming, uh, and so forth. And so for the Jews of the Old uh, Testament, their enemy really was Babylon. And for the Christian in the first century, it's going to be Rome. And so, I, I hopefully God continues to bless you with your study of His Word, and that you will can call on us again if you have any other questions. Again, I, I thank you for this uh, short broadcast for this week, uh, a little special edition. We got these questions in, and I actually had time to kind of study them out and, 
and come up with a few answers for you. Again, I'd encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. All uh, one word, lowercase. Check us out on your social media. Make sure you hit that like button or that follow button. And that way you get alerts when we uh, put out podcasts. You can pray for us here as we fight uh, our uh, quarantine here, trying to get feeling better. And we certainly hope and pray that the church that is persecuted around the world, uh, God is, is helping you in ways that only He knows how, as we pray daily for the persecuted church. Again, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory.